0: Into the oh, to this. It's Thursday, April 1, April Fool's Day, but uh, that's not what we're going to do about. We're not about tricks around here. This is Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. My number one priority with you today, mate, is the pig on the spit. Is is the pig sitting somewhere refrigerated, ready to go this weekend?
1: It sure is, mate. coming out on Sunday morning and it's going to be cooked slowly over coals down Dad's farm, mate. So it's going to be on a nice big spit um, yeah, looking forward to that. i I've got to work out a nice slaughter pot with it, mate, and some nice fresh bread rolls. It's going to be magnificent. Oh, some fresh bread
0: rolls and maybe some yes. crispy potatoes. Take a photo for us, please, <laughs> uh, and oh, we will do, we'll mate, vicariously yes. get some pleasure. Um, look, also, we have a very exciting day today because our – new podcast, The Running Game, all about the game of rugby union from the highest level all the way through to grassroots, launches with Matt Dunning. Look out for that, The Running Game and you have the opportunity to win with us. Just go and follow us on Twitter or Facebook, that is Afternoon Sport and you could win the Spartan Rugby League ball signed by the Canterbury Bulldogs, the Doggies! (laughs) Coming up today, Steve Gillis. All the talk about one of his players, Adam Reynolds, going to the Cowboys. We'll find out the good oil. And what about Lewis Hamilton? He's just extraordinary. John Thompson gives us all the motorsport news. Shano, everyone's pretty excited about the footy Easter footy. It, it really just there's a bit of a marker, isn't it? This is where it really starts to to kick into gear. Buddy Franklin, three goals for the Swans. Now they're up against the Tigers. Uh, Wet's the appetite? It does wet
1: the appetite, mate. And my Swannies are off to a um, great start to the season, but they're playing against a real championship side here. And uh, the Swans' midfield looked unbelievable. They look fast. They've got Buddy back up there at the front, but this will test them and. Um, you know, fingers crossed that the Swans play well here. bodes very well for a, for a fantastic season for them. Yeah, they'll need the pace of Tim Zhu's hands. How good was he last night? Oh. Mate, that kid has serious talent. He's 18-0 and zero now, and they nicknamed him the Body Snatcher. Wow. Um, these, these punches to the kidneys really took the wind out of his
0: opponent and um, you know, eventually taking him down in the sixth round. Yeah, it was extraordinary. And uh, his Irish opponent, of course, Hogan, was very lippy, saying, oh, this will just be a practice fight. Well, Tim Zoo, as soon as they got in, they just dominated. And, and what about we, – we mention this uh, often, don't we? But the similarities with his father is just extraordinary. Mate, if you're buying a horse
1: um, and out uh, at, at cost of Costa Zoo, it's, uh, you'd be definitely picking this one. He, he's, he looks like his dad. He has the same sort of similarities. Um, he's probably a little bit stronger than, than his dad was, but uh, he has the same sort of tenacious ability to fight and, and to pick an opponent apart. And, um, yeah, it, it looks really, really good, and
0: he's got a will to win too. So, yeah, he's going to win many titles, this kid. 18 fights, 18 wins. What a record. Coming up on afternoon sport, Adam Reynolds, this South Sydney superstar. Well, it looks like he could be headed to the Cowboys. His manager, the biggest manager, the number one manager in the NRL, Steve Gillis, is with us next. Time to talk a little rugby league and the number one manager when it comes to the NRL is the wonderful Stephen Gillis and he joins us now. How are you, Chimes? Good, thanks, Tim. Good, thanks, Shane.
1: Um, So let's start with uh, Adam Reynolds, mate. Uh, A little bit of talk around the Cowboys. Is there any news you can uh, offer us there? Is it too early yet? Oh,
2: look, I've had a conversation with the Cowboys, Shane. I I guess the um, the crux of the matter is where Souths are at now. Adam obviously doesn't want to... Uh, Entering negotiations with other clubs until he uh, has South's position clarified. So I think you'll find that if South determine uh, in the next short period of time that they're sticking to their one-year offer, then it looks very much like Adam will uh, commence ne- negotiations with other clubs and uh, the Cowboys w- would be one of those clubs that he would talk to.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's a credit to Adam Reynolds. He's been hugely professional on the field and, and a cornerstone uh, in their win last week over the Roosters, so it's not affecting his game. But it, it doesn't look like Souths are going to come to the party. No, it doesn't at the moment, Tim. And it's unfortunate, mate, but that's, that's business. And
2: you know, Souths are running a business, and uh, as I've said all along, they know a lot more about footy than I do. and uh, They've obviously made this decision for a reason. Um, so, you know, Adam accepts that decision, although bitterly um, disappointed, but um, we move on if, if that's the way you know, the, the cards fall. And you move on and you get on with things. Um, it's very, very difficult in this day and age to play an entire career at one club. And unfortunately, it looks like that uh, Adam's not going to have the opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. But talk about moving on, um, your client Ryan Pappenhausen's back tonight, which is good news.
2: Yeah, um, it'll make a huge difference to the storm. I yeah. think we've missed him. I certainly missed him last week, and of course, he was injured uh, the week before. So I think you'll see plenty of spark uh, at the back for the storm.
0: Isn't it amazing? Look, I, I veer down another road here, but you've you've observed sportsmen from a young age through to the highest level so often. Uh, how important is that R word of resilience, Steve? Because, you know, Ryan Pappenhouse only a couple of years ago where he was third in line, fourth in line of fullback, maybe not so happy and just kept pushing through. Plenty of the players that you have in your stable didn't get picked inside through the course of the years because, I don't know, a select didn't notice them, want them, like them. But you've just got to keep charging. Ahead, and, and the Adam Reynolds thing's another point.
2: Yeah, they're all extremely resilient. Tim, you don't survive in this game uh, unless you have that resilience. Some are obviously more resilient than others, but obviously, Ryan spent a year in, in Q Cup, and at uh, one the stage there. there wasn't a club in the NRL that was interested in him, but he just kept plying his trade and working hard. And we we're always confident that he was going to uh, get there. Um, and now he's enjoying the spoils, uh, which, which he, he deserves
1: to. With all the injuries uh, over the last weekend, um, Steve, uh, Clint Newton has come out and said, we need to do more to protect our players. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, look, I, I, I do have concerns for the players. The game is frantic mm. and still physical. And the guys are doing an absolute, uh, absolutely amazing job. But, uh, you know, the product's fantastic. I do have some fears that you know, eventually playing it at such a speed and with such ferocity that um, you know, I can't see players playing on into their mid thirties. You know, in ten years, I think the pace of the game will eventually uh, shorten careers. It uh, certainly won't lengthen them.
0: Yeah, I see no problem in slowing it down a bit. I said it to someone in a discussion the other day and, and, and Mark Gasney has been on our show this week sort of uh, rebooting that whole idea of having a 21-man squad, which which, is, which doesn't seem such a big problem either, Steve.
2: Yeah, look, Tim, I wouldn't be surprised if at some stage down the track there's a push for a shorter season too. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. Um, uh, look, it's, it's great at the moment. We'll have to see how it unfolds, but... Um, player welfare uh, and player care must always be paramount mate. they're the stars of the show and without them fitting well and playing well with the product I won't be as good Steve, um, there's a stat I wonder if this has
1: changed in, in your um, I'll get your opinion but uh, the average length of any sportsman's career is only four years across all sports are you finding very similar sort of terms in, in rugby league now?
2: Yeah, look, Sean. I think I think the stats, Sean. I, I can't quote them uh, precisely, but but in rugby league, it's it's about fifty NRL games, which is okay. roughly two seasons of first grade. Remember, if yeah, you have your exceptions, your Cameron Smith who cracked mm. four hundred. But look, generally, the average is a couple of seasons, and people need to keep that in mind when they yeah. you know, often say these footballers are incredibly well paid. The average term
0: of a player's playing
2: career. Is a couple of seasons is about got window to, to make some money.
0: Yeah, that's why yeah. it's vital that all of them and all sportsmen and, you know, we're all, the, all at the other end of the scale where we're slightly older and hopefully wiser, they all need to be thinking about Having something along, you know, alongside their sporting career, so and, and thinking always f- uh, about what comes next. Now, sometimes you can just get jumped as well. You can be in the middle of a career and just get nailed, and that's what's happened to one of your guys one one of your uh, team, Mossy Masoya, big, robust football player, and and just boom, Steve, um, a, a health crisis. Yeah, but really sad story, uh,
2: Tim. Obviously. Mossy suffered a catastrophic neck injury uh, just over twelve months ago in a trial match playing the English Super League. Uh, he has some incredible challenges ahead of him, uh, health-wise. Uh, you know he'll he'll never walk normally again. We see some uh, video of him walking. Everyone thinks he yeah it's a miracle. Mossy's going great, but he has uh, numerous challenges in relation to the things doing his hands. His bowels and bladder are uh, functioning uh, properly. Uh, he's doing it really, really tough. So this weekend uh, in the NRL and English Super League, we're having a uh, fundraising room for Mossy where you can donate to Mossy via menofleague.com. That's menofleague.com. The Men of League do an amazing job uh, supporting uh, players that, that uh, fall on hard times. And this weekend we're, we're asking people if they can to uh, jump onto the menofleague.com website and donate uh, for Mossy, he needs he needs plenty of help. We're lucky that Alex McKinnon and Trent Robinson came out early in the week and launched uh, this campaign. They they were very very supportive of Mossy, so we're hoping that everyone, if they can. Um, donate to the big. fellow would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, mate. It's uh, it's something people should really think about. We get a lot of enjoyment out of our our, our footballers and our and our sports stars in this country, and uh, you get a chance to put a little bit back. And as you said, mate, some of their careers only last for two seasons. And it's hard to buy a house, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. with just on two-seasons salary. So, um, yeah, get, get behind these guys.
2: You're right, mate. And, uh, Aussies are remarkable people. I mean, we yeah. you know, we dig deep for the, the fire victims and the flood yep. victims and we're in the middle of a the pandemic. But they keep giving and it's fantastic. And, you know, if you can, giving gives you a buzz, mate. So, um, you know, I'd encourage everyone if they uh, can give um, – no, no matter how much, but they can jump onto the website, menofleague.com, and give it will make a, a huge difference to Mossy's life.
0: Yeah, and it's important. It doesn't matter if it's $10, if it's $10,000, whatever you can afford. He's on hard times. Let's let's band together, menofleague.com, and uh, help out uh, Mossy and his family. Stephen, always an absolute pleasure to chat. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Extraordinary news in motorsport, whether you're looking at the Formula One or whether you're looking at COVID effect in the Supercar Series, our man John Thompson, next.
1: As a professional sports person, I knew the value of a good coach and being a business owner is no different. With the Business Coach from Growth Workshop, you can build the business you've always dreamed of, a valuable business that runs by itself. If you need to take control of your future with a winning strategy, Growth Workshop specializes in improving your cash flow, developing sales marketing strategies to drive revenue, and getting those ideas out of your head into an action plan. Growth Workshop will help you develop a business plan and achieve your financial goals with regular guidance from our experienced team. Whether you want to drive revenue with a new marketing strategy, or put the right team and systems in place, we'll help you free up from the day-to-day and allow you to grow your business. We can help. Get in touch with Growth Workshop Business Coaching at growthworkshop.com.au to book in for your no-obligation strategy session. Growth Workshop, turning your good idea and hard work into a valuable asset.
0: PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec, and wellbeing activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Bahrain Grand Prix and Lewis Hamilton finished where he has so many, many times in front, top of the podium, John Thompson, but he didn't have it all his own way. No, certainly not. Uh, he, he was really having to fight
3: all the way to the finish, Tim. And, you know, it, it signals what um, a lot of us suspected from the testing in Bahrain a couple of weeks ago, that the Red Bull team have really stepped up. And uh, they've got a design through its chief designer, Adrian Newey, that's going to take the fight to Mercedes. And Mercedes have got a few little foibles and problems. You know, I think uh, Lewis Hamilton's skill and experience probably was the telling factor in the end, and that was what enabled him to capture the Grand Prix ahead of Max Verstappen, who drove brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly and probably deserved to win, but just a little bit of inexperience in those last few laps when he crossed out of the, uh, the circuit limits and had to give the, the place back to Lewis Hamilton, and then he really didn't have time to recover. Uh, that that meant that he, that it cost him the Grand Prix, but um, yeah, a great race, and I think a portent of a really fantastic season ahead. Yeah, and um,
1: Lewis Hamilton, there, there's a lot of talk in around, you know, particularly the last year. Um, he has a lot of things going on off off the pitch, you could you could say, um, but but his hunger is still there, isn't it?
3: Oh, definitely. He wants to capture an eighth world championship mm. and uh, go ahead of Michael Schumacher's record. Um, He he topped Michael Schumacher's number of laps led uh, during the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, A huge number of laps that he's uh, led the the world championship. And he he topped that, what most people thought was an unassailable record that Michael Schumacher held there. Mm. And really the last great uh, uh, holy grail is to to topple uh, those seven world championships and and make it eight. Um, Yeah, it'll be an interesting year ahead. I think it's going to be a fascinating fight, and
0: you know, just behind those guys are the likes of McLaren. Um, mm. And um, what did you think of Daniel Ricciardo? Uh, you mentioned McLaren there, and uh, we f- we found out later that there was a bit of a problem with his car. Yeah, indeed. On the night,
3: on the morning, I was extremely disappointed. I thought, uh, you know, this is uh, this is not going well for Daniel Ricciardo. While his young teammate Lando Norris drove a brilliant race to finish in fourth, just off the podium. Um, but as we later found out, as you, you mentioned, Tim, um, there was some damage to the underfloor of uh, Daniel Ricciardo's uh, McLaren, and that meant that uh, he just wasn't able to get the, the lap pace out of the car that he, that he should have, and he showed in qualifying, where he outqualified Lando Norris. Um, you know, it, that's how sensitive these chassis are um, McLaren came up with a really brilliant uh, take on the diffuser at the back of the car, which meant that they were uh, had li- really taken a step up for this season. So now that that knowledge has come out and that the, the damage was there, we know that Daniel Ricciardo should be able to go into the Emilio Romano Grand Prix at Imola next weekend, uh, the weekend after this, I should say. Uh, and fight strongly with his teammate uh, Lando Norris on a track mm. that he loves, and uh, potentially take the fight up for a pote- for a possible podium uh, finish uh, in Imola.
1: Now, mate, has, has COVID claimed another victim in the supercars?
3: Yeah, that possibly could actually. Um, yeah. You know the the Tas uh, well, the Tasmanian um, super super round uh, was going to be. Uh, uh, on next weekend and the weekend after Easter, and uh, now it's been postponed because obviously a lot of the teams are based in southeast Queensland around the, yeah. the Gold coast Brisbane corridor. Um, I know Dick Johnson Racing, DJR, they, they escaped yesterday. <laughs> they loaded the trucks and got out of, got out of Dodge City and uh, went south. I think they're going to base themselves in Melbourne um, for the next uh, next few weeks you know, the teams went through a lot of this last year uh, during COVID, but, of course, with most of them being based in Queensland, where it was fairly safe, yeah. it wasn't too much of a problem. Yeah. Now the shoe's yeah. on the other foot. The Melbourne teams are okay. <laughs> and, in fact, Charlie Schwerkoldt, who runs Team 18, um uh, Mark Winterbottom's team, he said, look, I feel for these guys and I think he's giving assistance to
0: a few of the, the Queensland teams who, who have escaped. Yeah, I can't wait to see the miniseries. It's going to be extraordinary when someone comes up with the, 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 how COVID in this country has been dealt with. Anyway, that's another issue. Tomo, how did you go in your car rally just finally? You were, d- you were down in Canberra the other week and we were going to ask you how you went. You are back in the, in the kit in the driver's seat. Well, unfortunately, um, due to the, the big downpour... Oh, you got rained out! The rally was postponed,
3: um, oh. so it's on. It's on next weekend, the tenth and eleventh um, mm. of um, of April. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't attend because I've already got a, another family function on that weekend. Oh. Um, oh, so I'm missing the first round, but uh, hopefully, we'll be doing the rest of the rounds of the Australian Rally Championship a bit later in the year um,
0: with the, the round after that in Tasmania. So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll follow you. Closely, and it gives you another extra few weeks to uh, prepare. And obviously, you'll be watching your diet over Easter just to make sure that you are the lean, mean, <laughs> fat machine in the car, rally. Good on you, Tomo. Good on you, guys. Speak Thanks. soon. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. Big thank you today goes to John Thompson and to Steve. Gillis and our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. Yeah, and that rugby league ball signed by the Bulldogs up for grabs for someone that follows us on Twitter or Facebook, Afternoon Sport, Facebook or Twitter, and we will choose a winner randomly. Of course, a big thank you to the man of the podcast, Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.